Good evening. It certainly is a pleasure and an honor to be able to share in this time of worship with you tonight. And while David is away, uh, I hope that I can uh, bring to you a lesson that we can apply to our lives this week. As we think about uh, the time tonight, I want us to think about a simple passage in the Bible that helps us to answer the question, where are you? Tonight we've been singing songs about those emotions and maybe for you tonight, you found yourself relating directly with one or maybe more than one of those emotions. Tonight, maybe you've been singing because you are happy in your heart. You're joyful and you're thankful to God for all the blessings that he has given you. Or it could be that you're feeling troubled and despaired. That the words and the songs have been an encouragement to you. Life is tough. Sometimes we feel like we don't know where to turn. Like there's no way out. Tonight I want us to consider a very simple passage that help us to begin to answer the question, where are you? But probably the more important question is, where are you in your relationship with God? Be turning in your Bibles to Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17, we'll begin in verse 22 in just a moment. But as we look at this passage tonight, I want you to consider when you answer the question for yourself, where are you? I would suggest that it begins with a simple and firm foundation that we believe in the one true living God who has given us his true word. And that if we diligently seek after him and search for him, we will find the answers that he has for our lives. All of us love a good search and rescue story. It was September 11th, 2001. And like so many other people that day, Janelle McMillan went to work in the, in the city of New York to the World Trade Center. And as she began her work day in her office there in the Twin Towers, it wasn't long, and we all know what the result was. As she heard the noise outside, she attempted to escape the building, yet the collapse of those Twin Towers came down all around her. And for the next 27 hours, she struggled for her life. But you see, her, her rescuing Savior came in an unusual form. A dog, who was one of 300 dogs used during the days following at Ground Zero, was able to find her underneath all of the rubble and despair that we know as the tragedy of 9-11. A dog that was able to find the last survivor 27 hours after that event. As you all know, the life expectancy of a dog is such that just a few months ago, the last dog that was used in the search and rescue efforts from Ground Zero passed away. But their legacy will live on, and, and it's stories like that that tug at our heartstrings because even though it's through one of God's wonderful creations, we love the story of search and rescue. Tonight, let's look at a passage that helps us understand that there is one true living God, that if we continue to search and seek, that we will recognize in our own lives, we need him to rescue us. In this setting, we have Paul, and Paul is traveling to the city of Athens, and as he comes into the city, he recognizes that they are quite a worldly city. 
Many false religions have taken place, and yet he is among the men of the greatest minds of the time, those who gather together to debate about the questions of life. And as he approaches, he's been invited to come into the Areopagus. The Areopagus, where the men with those great minds are questioning and debating the true answers of life. He begins in verse 22, Then Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing, him I proclaim to you. And here it is. Paul, if you were going to tell us a basic and a very simple comprehensive understanding of who God is, what would it be? Paul begins, God who made the world and everything in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. He is a spiritual being. God is the creator of the universe and he is not going to be found residing in the temple. Nor is he worshiped with, the, with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. God is not one that needs man to fabricate something to worship him. The God that we serve, the God that we seek after, is one that we must worship in truth and in spirit. There's nothing that I or there's nothing that you that, that we can fabricate that's going to give God what he expects from us. Reading further, we understand, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. Here it is. So that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grow for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. Paul, what do you want us to know about God? God is here to rescue us. If we would simply just reach out, he is not that far. God is not that far from each of us. Whether you're singing with praise in your heart tonight or you're singing because you need encouragement tonight, God is, God is within reach. God will be there to rescue us. But in this story of search and rescue, you see it's up to us to do the seeking. It's up to us to do the searching. I appreciate so much the fall focus that we're, in, we're involved in right now. The study of, of learning the inspiration and the authority of the scripture that would strengthen our faith and strengthen our, our conviction in God. You see, it's in that, in our trust in God's word, to know that we have everything that we need for all the answers of life. I want to finish up by jumping down to the end of Paul's sermon here. Looking at verse 30, truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. The God that created us and the God that sustains us is the God that will rescue us. He will come to this world again one day to judge this world in righteousness. He has called us to repent, to turn away from our sins, to turn away from the evil in this world and focus our eyes on Him. 
And so wherever you are tonight, to answer that question, where are you? And more importantly, where are you in your relationship to God? We must understand that he has given to us the salvation and the assurance in the resurrection of our Christ and our Lord Jesus Christ. Tonight, the invitation is offered to you. It's not my invitation or our invitation. It's the invitation of God. God has always sought for his children to seek after him, to know what his will is and to follow his ways. Tonight, you may be a follower of Christ. You may have already put him on in baptism, yet your life has not been what it should be. You haven't been seeking him diligently, and maybe your faith is wavering. Tonight, you have an opportunity, and we can pray for you. Also tonight, if you've been considering putting on Christ in baptism, what no further way to acknowledge your conviction in him and your conviction in the true living God than to accept Christ as your Savior in baptism. Tonight, we offer you the opportunity to do just that. If we can help you in any way tonight,